0: (laughs) Welcome to Cook It! We're Dre and Renee, friends who love to cook and bake. Though we are busy with six kids combined, we still have time to meal plan and make home-cooked meals for our families. Today, we're wrapping up Weeknight Baking by Michelle Lopez and cracking into our next book, Sister Pie!
1: I really, (laughs) I like our new format because it's, it's, it brings up the fact that we're and en- we're done cooking out of a book, which is always kind of a wah wah. Like mm-hmm. if we enjoyed it, but we're ending on a high note with yeah, we get to dive into a new one. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. So, how did you feel about weeknight baking?
0: Uh, do you want to go first? Also, this one was brand new for you, so yes.
1: Yes it was. Mm-hmm. Um, it was brand new for you too wasn't it?
0: Yes it was but I had already heard of her and like
1: oh, sort of was yeah. following her. Yeah, True. So. Um, so I really enjoyed baking out of this book. Um, my initial concern was the fact that she kind of gives instructions on how to split it up Um to allow you to be able to weeknight bake. And mm-hmm. I thought, I'm a like I'm a weekend batch meal prepper. I'll be doing all of this all at once. And I actually found myself, like, doing some of the things the night before just to kind of break up the workload um, yep. and not have to do it all, 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 all the time, you know? Yeah. Um, so I... <laughs> I thought it was pretty genius and it worked really well and everything <clears throat> performed the way it should. Um, if I'm going back on some of my recipes, really the only one that kind of let me down in how it baked up was those lemon squares yeah, uh, or the lime curd squares where they were just super limey which was my own fault because I added a bit of extra zest, but they weren't really a square. You had to eat them with a fork. Um, And then the tahini version of the brown sugar peanut butter uh, cake. Yeah. um, The tahini version just, it didn't, and maybe it was because my, we had talked about this, but my peanut butter was, kind of a different consistency than my tahini was and so Mm -hmm. on um but other than that all of the uh the recipes were straightforward and really well organized Mm -hmm. and most of the ingredients were accessible and where um substitutions were uh were like it wouldn't screw up a recipe. She would like give you the hacks for it. So I appreciated the calculation to convert, uh, cake flour to, is it cake flour?
0: Yeah. You didn't have any
1: cake flour for one of them. Yeah. So she gives you you a conversion to make cake flour into not make it to make all how much all-purpose flour equals the amount of cake flour? Uh, yeah. So I just really appreciated that, um, so that I wouldn't have to go out and buy cake flour. And yeah, if you don't have I it think- in the house already, yeah, yeah. yeah. So what about you?
0: Um, I really, I enjoyed it. I yeah. enjoyed the book. I um. Uh, any criticism I have is not really related to the recipes it's more related to like the time we're in and my inability to share baked goods yes. and like this book is like sweet on sweet she yes. really yes. has a sweet tooth but she like she deliberately talks about sharing in almost all of her recipes like bringing it to work serving it at, ga- at gatherings that sort of thing so I I can't criticize the book. You're right. The recipes are straightforward. There was never a time when I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. Um, Most of the ingredients are easy to source. Like some things I don't have in my kitchen all the time. Like there's creme fraiche or there was one recipe that I wanted to make that had kamut flour, which I did not find anywhere. And I think in that case, she does not provide you with an alternate. But you okay. could probably just sub in, um, buckwheat. Sub in buckwheat or whole or just like regular all-purpose flour. I can't remember what recipe it was, but I was very excited about it. And then I was like, oh, I don't have that. But for the most part, I found everything I needed, and uh, I really liked the outcome of most of the recipes. The LOE tart was a was a dud. But, like, I probably should have known that that was going to be the case anyway because I knew, like, pastry is supposed to be cold. But Mm -hmm. – and, like, the dietary restrictions, I actually – like, she does include a couple recipes for vegans. But I wouldn't say, like, go out and buy this if you are a vegan. No. It's definitely for – It's definitely for people who bake all the time and then want to make the occasional treat for their friends who can't, who don't eat everything.
1: Yeah, I would agree. Mm -hmm. And I think the fact that I live in a rural area and am close with many of my neighbors and we get my one good friend, isn't so the definition? If we go by the standard definition of a neighbor, like someone who flanks someone's house who flanks your house, so yeah. she is not a neighbor by that definition, but we call each other neighbor because she is literally three minutes down the road, um, down the highway, but still she's very close. So, you know, yeah. our neighbors in quotes and friends are are all close like there was people I could share the treats that I baked so that Mm -hmm. we didn't have to eat them all um we are a family of six so we also don't have a problem putting back all the baked goods but I also don't think that eating that much sweets is good so I try to limit what my family takes in uh Mm -hmm. which they they don't appreciate (laughs) no like, i mean who wouldn't
0: want brownies brownies for breakfast
1: yeah and i'd package stuff up and they would say this is all leaving <laughs> <laughs> Yes. yes it is don't worry yes. i'll be making more stuff so that's
0: funny we do the same thing like we only have dessert really after dinner most of the time sometimes we'll have cookies in the afternoon if the kids help me make them But generally, it's like after dinner, if you've eaten all your dinner and you didn't complain, then you can have usually one or maybe two cookies if you're really lucky. And uh, so I just, I struggled, even though I halved most of the recipes, I struggled to eat them all. Yeah. So that was my, that was my only concern and slash qualm with this book, but it's not her fault. Like. They're designed to be shared. I usually would share. That's my totally... Like, that's my go-to thing is send cookies with Curtis to work because... Or cinnamon rolls one time because I wanted one cinnamon roll. So I made, like, a double batch and then sent them off into the world. But <laughs> I have so much frozen cookie dough right now. It is insane. Like, oh, no. if you came <laughs> into my house, you would probably think I was a crazy lady because there's at least seven or nine varieties of frozen cookies unbaked in my freezer plus the baked ones it's crazy
1: so on the plus side though
0: when my friends came over for a socially distant visit i was able to send them home with cookies and i sent them home with like four different varieties like here you go i just baked
1: these today (laughs) so for your frozen cookie dough yeah you um your jam is usually to treat at work, right? Yeah. Although my so, work doesn't really love it. They uh they're all on diets, so I don't bring
0: it to my work anymore. I send it to Curtis's. Oh.
1: I was gonna say you could always mail some treats to your coworkers. I could. I don't know cookies, if we're that close. Oh, because cookies do mail very well. Um that would that's something I actually, I just roll up and drop it off at their house, but I may have a different relationship with my coworkers than you have with yours.
0: That's true. <laughs> I haven't, uh, there's like, there's a couple friends that we did that too, especially with, cause I ended up making the, um, birthday cake blondies and the brownies in one weekend. And I made yeah. her banana bread. And, uh, so, Curtis had to go pick something up for Logan. We were doing a toy swap with one of his coworkers. So he brought, I made, like, little paper plates and covered them in zip, in saran wrap and sent them over to three different friends' houses. Because I also yeah. don't want to overwhelm anybody with baked goods. Yeah. Like, I don't want to bring a family of four three dozen blondies. <laughs> like, yeah.
1: No. Good luck! No, and anyway. that's a responsible... That's a responsible friend move, not over-treating, so.
0: Yeah, I think so, because my poor, my one friend, she's always, like, she's always struggling, but she has a really sweet tooth, so mm-hmm. I want to make her happy by bringing her sweets, but not too many, so she feels terrible. Oh. I'm like, here's a half dozen, and they're a family of five, so I'm like, if you get two, it totally is fine.
1: Anyway. Uh, Okay, so all of our comments being aired, mm -hmm. my pod rating, my pod score, I am giving weeknight baking four aprons out of five.
0: Sweet. I also gave them four aprons out of five.
1: What? Oh, I, I think that's know. The first time that we have like matched up on that. I don't think so. No. There's definitely
0: one more that we gave a good scores. Maybe. Yeah. I'm
1: sure. Um, but that's a really good score. Um, and I just want to go and see, is it our highest scoring? It is.
0: That's Ooh. Our highest
1: scoring book yet. The other one was Gina Homoka's uh, skinny taste when i done it got 3.5 which makes sense because I'm
0: still pulling it out for things that's awesome although I went through it the other day do you remember when we did those episodes I was like oh well we picked up we picked recipes that were very same same yes like a lot of chicken sheet pan sort of yes. stuff situation yep. if you will well I went back and went through the book again and there is so much variety in the spice blends and stuff like, she has a Cuban recipe. She has Indian-inspired recipes. She has all kinds. And I was like, I flagged a bunch because of the CSA box that I get. And it comes yeah. with, like you don't get to choose your vegetables. So I just need meals that include whatever vegetable I can throw at a sheet pan. So I was going through it. And I was actually really impressed. I'm going to go and do, like, a bunch more recipes, I think, out of that recipe book. Which That's is a awesome. pretty... Like, that's a pretty good review, I think, if you're like, I'm going to go back again and again. Would you go back to this one again and again?
1: I would, um, particularly for the chocolate cake. Uh, It Mm -hmm. was a real win for me. The chocolate fudge frosting uh, Mm. and those pumpkin loaves. Those were Mm. kick-ass. That's
0: true. I forgot about those already.
1: Yeah. And you know what? Even though the level of effort tart gave you a struggle, I, I, mine worked out um, mm-hmm. and it might be because I cheated and did it on the stove, but I don't care. <laughs> it worked out and I was super happy with it. So I would probably make a lot of these again and I have other recipes in that book flagged that I'd like to try that. Well, I mean, I flagged the overnight Liege waffles and I'm trying to figure out when I can get to grace in the kitchen to get pearl sugar.
0: (laughs) That's true. They're open very infrequently at the moment. Yes. Um, Well, if you need the hookup, let me know.
1: Yeah. Um, So that's, that's weeknight baking. So I would, I would call that a rave review for Michelle Lopez. Lopez. And uh, I would say we're both highly recommending it to our listeners.
0: Yeah, I would. Yeah. There's still lots more recipes for me to try. I've got like the black and white chocolate chunk shortbread cookies open right now because I'm like, mm. oh man, those look really good. I Something that
1: this book introduced me to To just because I wanted to make sure I had, like, bittersweet chocolate chunks or unsweetened chocolate chips. Um, I have been buying my semi-sweet chocolate chips from the bulk food store, Mm -hmm. and they are great for chocolate chip cookies, but they weren't performing the best in Mm -hmm. some of these recipes as a substitute, which is what I would normally do. So... My last grocery order, I added a bunch of different varieties of Chibitz. Mm -hmm. The Chibitz brand. Um, And they have a lot of really great products. And even though it costs a little more, the result was so good in the baking. So Mm -hmm. I think for some of my baking, I'm going to start keeping those on hand as well, um, yep. kind of my favorites, just so that I can have, like, an optimal outcome. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's nothing
0: wrong with storing the right ingredients so you can use them for special occasions. Yep. So. My, um, so Trader Joe's I'm mildly obsessed with. I, mm-hmm. uh... I listened to their podcast. I was like obsessively looking at their website, but it unfortunately it does not have a lot of detail on it. Um, and I went whenever we went to the States uh, back in March, right before, like a couple of weeks before this whole thing blew wide open. And yeah. I was so excited to get to Trader Joe's. They have chocolate chunks for baking. It's like broken up candy bars. Oh. For 2.99 and they're like big delicious chunks of chocolate. I only bought two bags and I'm so sad because I've <laughs> used them. I've used them already and they were so good. They were so good. Way better what size than size of bag. Pardon? What size of it bag? It's like a chip it chip it size of bag. Oh, regular. It's not like I'm crazy. They were only they're only $2.99. So you can imagine like I was just excited because the price, the quality, the whole thing. Like I yeah. find a lot of our stuff is expensive and the quality is just just okay. You know? Well,
1: it was 2.99 American. Yes. So that's about 4.20 Canadian. Yeah, worth it. So that- I would buy so many more. Okay. Yeah. yeah I, I kind of got fooled the but- the last time I was in the on the south side of the border mm-hmm. and um I just I didn't realize how low the Canadian dollar was in comparison yeah. to the US dollar and so I got some really great stuff that we cannot find in Canada. I was mm-hmm. down there shopping just before Christmas. So a lot of the outfits were really adorable and not stuff that we would find up here and so that was fine however the items that I could buy in Canada I stupidly overpaid a lot for them Um, yeah so I'm super cautious I do want to get down to the states um over the summer if possible (laughs) to visit uh visit some family but um i'm super cautious on the whole shopping in the united states aspect just because like our dollar is just so low
0: yeah i uh i feel the same but looking at it now the similar like chocolate morsels are like 7.99 so i feel justified in my purchase plus like, I was really excited. Trader Joe's is so fun. They have so many cool things, and, like, anyway.
1: I've never I been to my... one.
0: Uh, well, there's one in Syracuse, so guess who's going? We usually do, like, a trip in um, November, before yes. Christmas, because my mom and I like to go and get, like, weird baking ingredients that you can't necessarily get here, so yes. I may do that if all goes well. If it doesn't, then I'll just continue to love Trader Joe's from afar.
1: <laughs> and
0: uh, hopefully I'll see them again one day. It's like, if only they would come to Canada. Please come. No. It's not <laughs> going to happen. It's all about their shipping distribution problems. Anywho.
1: So speaking obsessed. of um, the south side. It's a great yeah, segue. I know, right? Um, <laughs> professional. Next- Our next book is by Lisa Ladwinsky, and it is Sister Pie, the Recipes and Stories of a Big-Hearted Bakery in Detroit. So, this
0: is my suggestion. What are your initial thoughts?
1: So, the book landed in my house a week and a half ago, Mm -hmm. and Uh, The first crack I spent reading, because you said read the foreword, so I read through all of the Mm foreword, and it is, it is, it's great. I really, really love, like, how she came to Pie Baking and Sister Pie, Mm -hmm. and um, I've started following her sister pie on Instagram Ooh. and despite COVID-19 so they were closed for a bit and they were open only for a few takeaway items and mm-hmm. now they're you know they're slowly increasing what is available and so it's just the these that Lisa is like a true like you know business boss like she's got the book she's got the the business that she has grown from like bootstrap you know and mm-hmm. um so i the i knew i liked the book when i went through it but i hadn't flagged any recipes yet um and so when i went through it a second time keeping in mind that you had said you noted oh the pictures are often on the second page Mm -hmm. So keeping that in mind, you know, I would kind of flip back and forth a little bit. And so I have a very healthy amount of flags now in this book. (laughs) I'm so pleased.
0: This was originally, uh, it was originally on The Kitchen has a book club that they do their, they do a recipe book every month. And it was originally on one of theirs. I got it from the library like a month after their month had finished. But I flipped through it and I flagged so many on my first, like, my first pass. And then I think I made one recipe while I had it from the library. And I was like, oh, yes, I must make more. And so I definitely was, like, put it on my list and I I bought it. I was pretty excited. I just love their homey, like, their whole attitude around food really connects with me. Like, food isn't just fuel, fuel, it's family, and it's love, and it's fun, and it's, like, it's art also, which I, I really love that, because people, it bugs me when people say, like, oh, I wouldn't spend that much on a pie or whatever, and you think, like, well, somebody had to make that, and a real artist makes these pies that they sell at this bakery, like, and that's something that I, I want people to come around to. Like food is an art form. We should pay people for their expertise. Like anyway, I'm just really excited about this book. I have so many recipes flagged and I was reading some stuff last night cause I have some, I have a couple ingredients in my fridge that I'm like, Oh, this is going to go bad. Like what am I going to do with it? Specifically buttermilk. So I looked yeah. up one of the recipes, and it's a buttermilk buckwheat pastry. And yes. she's like, oh, yeah, you could whip it up, put it in the freezer, and it'll keep for, like, a year. So that's what I'm going to do this weekend. I'm going to make a bunch of different pie doughs and put them in the freezer so that they're ready to go when I want to use them. And I'm so excited about it. That's
1: yeah. awesome. Um, I uh, pie My mom has always been a pie baker. Well, Mm -hmm. not so much anymore. But uh, she worked in restaurants or food service um, her entire life. Mm -hmm. And so one of the restaurants that she worked in was local uh, when we had an actual sit-down restaurant in this little rural, (laughs) rural community. And she was in charge of baking pies. And she was... She got to be known as, you know, the woman who made the pies at this restaurant. And, you know, some of her pies are still, you know, she's passed down her butterscotch recipe, butterscotch pie recipe to me. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I've made it for certain people and they will say, oh, my God, this is like the one I used to get at the restaurant. And mm-hmm. I told them it is the same one. Uh, so I saw that uh, Lisa actually has a butterscotch pie recipe in here. And I may try it as well. Because um, it's different. My mom's is a very simple, like, make your caramel custard and then uh, use brown sugar instead of white sugar in the meringue. So Lisa's, mm. I think, is dark molasses. So um, anyways, pie has always been some like. I always am in charge of making all the pies at family functions Yeah, um, and I generally make at least four, if not six varieties for people because I am an insane person, Uh, but they're always your run of the mill. So I'll do a pecan, I'll do a lemon meringue, a coconut cream, an apple, a cherry, and you know what's the oh I'll also do a maple cream often because my Mm. brother-in-law loves maple so my big ick with pie is I can't crimp to save my life well they (laughs) have a technique for you I know and I and I've tried a similar technique to what they're describing so I'm I'm hoping that by going through sister pie I am going to perfect the more visual side of my pie making yeah
0: I hope so too because I I have a real struggle where I try and make the the pie too dry like I want to make the the pastry really dry because I, you don't want to put too much moisture in there or it binds together and it forms gluten, blah, blah, blah. So I was, I'm always trying to uh, limit the amount of water I put in, but I often, I think I just don't put in enough. And okay. so it really, it really screws up the pastry. It makes it really hard to roll and move. And like, I watch people on TV where they just like pick it up and move it and it's no problem. And I like, how are they doing that mine falls apart or like I end up pressing it into the pie pan and there's definitely no crimping.
1: Yeah. So, but their pie crust looks very thick and sturdy. Yeah. Um, So I, I have hope. Me too. I'm very excited.
0: I'm like, I've got a list of recipes that I want to do. Um, and I'm really excited. Plus, I'm going to use my new food processor. I know they're all about doing it by hand, but I'm yeah. like, I oh, don't know. I got this food processor so much quicker. So maybe I'll make one by hand and then do the rest in the processor.
1: Yeah. I'll probably do it by hand because I don't have a new kick-ass food processor. Yeah. Um, and because I, with, I, I've made so many different kinds of pie dough pie crust whatever mm-hmm. um and each one feels different so i like to get the sense of how it feels when i'm making it in my hands i will wear my gloves because i don't like the feel of it in my hands but yeah and you're the perfect so. person to make it in a food processor <laughs> i i really am but my food processor is always is not always is also on its last legs. Mhm.
0: Yeah, I'm going to give mine away on our buy nothing to hopefully someone who's got the same one but needs like a, another jug or something or a new blade cuz the motor is shot, I'm sure. Yeah. Mhm.
1: My yeah, mine is getting there. Yeah. Um, they don't last forever, especially they when you use them all the time. Do yeah. I agree. With all of that being said, what recipe are we going to tackle first out of this amazing book?
0: We're going to do the honey lemon meringue pie. Um, I think it's smart to start with something that we know everyone will love, although I'm pretty sure butterscotch pie would have also been a winner. Um, But I look at this picture and i like, I cannot wait to make this pie. It looks dope.
1: Do you think anyway. that they're using a torch? I don't know. Because, like, their meringues are super dark and, like, very, you know? Yeah. You have to up on the meringue. Because my whenever I do a lemon meringue pie, usually it doesn't turn out like that.
0: Yeah, mine sometimes is brown all over, but it depends on the temperature they're using. They do say with a torch, and then they give you alternate options if you don't have one of those.
1: Oh, wow, 500
0: under the boiler. Yeah,
1: Yeah, that's a little
0: higher than I would have imagined. Like, I think I do like 350 for like 12 minutes. But I think the thing is I'm baking the meringue based on like my mom's old school technique, not so much just like toasting it. Yeah. Anyway, it looks incredible. I want to make it six egg whites for the meringue.
1: That's how you get those fluffy peaks. Yeah. I'm excited. uh, I'm looking forward to seeing how this turns out. So, because it has cream, which I don't normally put in my lemon pie either, and the finely, the fine cornmeal. Is it in the pie? Yeah. Uh yeah, in the filling.
0: Hmm. Must be their thickener of choice. I don't know yeah. if I have fine cornmeal, but I have coarse stuff that I can grind
1: up. So. Yeah. Yeah. Fine and I when I was going through, it's in quite a few recipes. Um it's also in like the sweet beet pie. Um so maybe it is their, like you say, their thickener of choice. Um, I've also seen they use tapioca starch.
0: Yeah, I actually don't know if I have that. It seems like something I would have in the house, but I can't remember seeing it in my pantry.
1: I have tapioca flour. Would that be the same thing? Um, no, well, I don't know.
0: Tapioca starch, like you'll know it when you touch it. It's just like cornstarch and it's
1: so like fluffy and crazy. You Yeah, so I think the flour is the same
0: cuz the flour
1: it it's used as like a a thickener in grain-free cooking. Okay, because corn starch like corn is a grain so you can't use that. Are we talking about like keto? Um
0: no. There I have is this corn corn flour is gluten
1: free, if that's the concern. No, it's green corn as the grain can is also um I have this book called Against All Grain by Danielle Walker and she like avoids corn and uses tapioca in place for some of them. And then I also mm. have a book that uses tapioca instead of cornstarch. So I've seen it in a few different applications. Yes. I'm trying to remember if that's the starch that Curtis used when
0: he made his Kato stew that turned out so gummy, but I don't think so. I think it was a different kind. Yeah. But you got to be careful with those those starches.
1: But I'm excited. I'm excited to make up this lemon meringue pie. It's going to be nice and fresh tasting. I, I can... And I'm, like, I'm very, I'm, like, these, these meringue peaks are just, like, how dark and how high they are. Like, I'm, Mm -hmm. I'm excited, but I'm scared. (laughs) Oh, it'll be fine. (laughs) It's going to be fine.
0: use how many, how many egg whites did I say? Uh, Oh, oh my goodness. This pie requires a lot of eggs. Four <laughs> eggs at room temperature, and then four egg yolks, and then six egg whites for the. Uh, so I'm gonna yeah. need a dozen eggs, and I uh, just ordered. I had to do a grocery order yesterday on the DL. Yeah, and, and I I got four lemons, but I'm gonna need some more. I think. Yeah. <laughs> I
1: what need do you mean lemons on the DL? You didn't. Oh. You didn't let Curtis know.
0: <laughs> no, I didn't. He kept being, He kept putting me off. He was like, oh, well, we'll just go in. It's no big deal. We'll just oh, go yeah. in. And I was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to go in for just like, well, it was like a two dozen items. So I was like, well, we could go in for one thing. But this way, they just bring it to our car. And the service actually was really, really good. So.
1: Yeah. Well, nice I am. Yeah. I'm excited for this pie and getting it done. And yes, you're going to have to get more eggs. I am going to have to get myself some pie plates. I have, I have glass ones. They say they prefer to cook in the metal, like foil ones. Um, I have a couple metal pie plates and what I had initially planned on doing was going into like a secondhand store and buying up mm-hmm. like, used ones and then gifting. That is a pies. great idea. Yeah. Gifting pies to people. Cause then I don't care if I get that back, but yeah. uh, I'm going to have to get some aluminum ones and maybe some different sized ones so that I can make like smaller pies as well.
0: Mm, that's a good idea. Yeah. I, uh, I was searching through because they have like the sister staples ingredients that they love. Speaking of which, they recommend Madagascar vanilla and vanilla mm-hmm. bean paste. I yes. sprung for it. I got and that too. I know you do. And I also i I had to pour over it to try and find the pie plates that they use. I was like, you think it'd be more obvious?
1: Is it not? Yes, yeah. the, the pastry, the all butter pie dough. Is it in there?
0: Uh, no, I think it's in with like their. Uh, do they have an equipment? They have the. The staples. Oh, and then they have um, the glossary of tools. So then I have all all of it, except I didn't have the right pie pan. I only had this really big glass one. And Mm -hmm. I I was like, oh, no. All the recipes call for like a nine-inch pan. So I went and I sprung for one. But now your idea of getting ones from the from the second hand store is a great one because then I could have multiple, especially cause you freeze them. Yeah. Like I could freeze them in the pie plate and just leave them in the freezer. Yeah. For when I'm ready to use them. that will be smart.
1: I think I will I have, take that on board. I have a Let's lot of, <laughs> I have a lot of pie pans. Um, I have a lot of glass ones and then I have shallow metal ones that I got that are super old. They were, um, Wayne's grannies. And I got Mm. them cleaning out her house. And now that she's gone, it's kind of fun that I have her old pie pans. That is kind of fun.
0: Yeah. I like that a lot. My grandmother's, well, my one grandmother is still, two of them are alive. And uh, my great grandmother, she left me just a couple decorative plates. She was really into um, tea sets. She never had like a whole set. She only ever had like one or two of any type of plate or, um, or like any kind of dish. She never really had a set. So I have two of her little dessert plates that I use in my kitchen and it makes me so happy. It makes me think of her every time I take one out. Nice. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It's something nostalgic and like it's easy to hold on to those kinds of things that make you feel good.
1: Right. Yes. Well, on that super sweet note, I think that's it for this week. Yeah, it's time to go out and make some pie. Yeah. Beware <laughs> to all of our neighbors, friends that I, I first went around with baking and now I'll be coming around with pie.
0: <laughs> yeah, my concern is that if they're
1: really, really good, they're not going to leave the house. Like, oh, no. Yeah. That's why I'm thinking I'll get smaller pie plates and then I'll make two and one can stay here and one can go away. That's very smart. Yeah. So that's it for this week. Thank you to our listeners and our supporters for always tuning in. And remember to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Cook It Podcast. And subscribe to us wherever you listen. By rating and reviewing us, you help others find us. Bye for now. Bye.